cliffcentral.com Progressive, cultured, and brave. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. The Threaded Exchange with C.M.B. Live on Cliff Central. Oi, oi. This is Siabeile live on Cliff Central. We're back at it with the Threaded Exchange. And of course, it's a show about cultural, it's about a show about creatives who are brave, who are consistent, who are cultural, who do everything that is amazing. This show is about connecting the golden thread of African creatives. As you know, we've spoken to designers, we've spoken to club promoters, we've spoken to, you know, a a wide range of people who are just doing incredible things in terms of the creative black space. And today I've got a genius in studio. I'm very honored to call him one of my friends. Um, yeah, there's no words to really describe this man. All I can say is this guy visually, he's everything, but musically, musically he is as well. And his name is Anati. Anati, how are you doing, brother? What's up? Thanks for having me on the show, bro. Thank you, brother. How are you doing? Yo, Let's what start there. <laughs> That's the thing, dude. I never know how to describe you, man. Like, I feel calling, uh, you, calling you a musician or calling you an artist, I feel like it's an under... It's an understatement. I feel um, like that's like a portion of who you are as a person, I believe. I mean, now I, I just see myself as I'm trying to be a better human being. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I just go about as being a human being. Yeah. That's what I am now. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not an artist anymore. I'm just a human being. <laughs> yeah. Why, why would you call yourself? Why, why that perspective? Cause the thing is, is like, um, I think we spend too much time trying to, you know, box, you know, our personalities and our characters and our abilities and, you know, what we're able to do as, as human beings, you know, so I just describe myself as a human being because I can do so much more than just, you know, sing and dance and, you know, yeah. write music and things like that. You know, I'm a creative, I can execute, you know, I'm an intellect. So yeah, yeah. I'm a human being. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what we're going to unfold on today's show. I think you know, I didn't, on today's show, I didn't want to just interview a musician. You know, I wanted to interview someone with, someone who can, we can uncover, you know, and I think yeah, yeah. a lot of people know a certain limit to you. I feel like people only know 5% of what you can fucking do. I think you are incredible. And many people yeah. don't know that. They Thanks. see the music videos, they see the, they see the music and the production, but then they're like, oh, Anati is a music producer. Anati does cool music videos. They actually don't see, you know, the magic that happens when you invite me to a studio and we're sitting there and you're telling me about your music and you're trying all these different stuff. And I'm like, fuck, this is what people don't see. This is what people know about you. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, people don't really get to see um, what happens behind the scenes in terms of, you know, us um, creating all these things, you know, putting together these projects, you know, from, you know, making albums to, you know, designing merchandise to designing the artwork, you know, to writing the... The, the scripts and the yeah. treatments for music videos and, and and films and scoring and you know all those things people don't really get to see that um yeah. but i have been working on you know sh just giving people um an insight into what i'm doing yeah you know but it's it's a bit difficult for me because even though i want to be on social media like it's not really part of my regular day you know yeah. what i'm saying so it's difficult to show people what what we're working on but we're constantly you know trying to just um you know be progressive in terms of you know all the things that we do you know from the film fashion photography the music you know just yeah. everything before we 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 thrive into the the deep creative world that happens in your head let, let's go back to where it starts 
I mean, everyone knows you as Anati. Everyone knows you as this, you know, hit record producer. But there's a story. Yeah. Where did this start for you? Because I remember the um, first time I had seen you, um, first time I ever came across an Anati, was when I think I saw a Channel O special about how you were collaborating with DJ Khaled in the States. Uh, yeah. Before then, I hadn't seen or known of Anati. But when I hear from people, people say you've been around forever. Apparently <laughs> at the age of 14, you already started producing hey. hit tracks. <laughs> so can you tell us, your real name. People know you as Anati. What's your full name? My full name is Anati Pongomnyango. Uh, Anati Pongomnyango. Yeah. Um, but really, you know, the thing is, people people don't know how long I've been in the industry and been working on music. Um, I think purely because also my name changed <laughs> a few times. What, what was your you first know, name? Like my first, my first name was... Um, Thundercat. So when I first oh came shit, out, I actually have heard of Thundercat. So That's was, you. <laughs> so I, yeah. Well, at the time, I, my my name was Thundercat, and I used to make beats um, for people and sing on hooks and things like that. And I also used to put out tracks. And then I changed my name to Anati Royale. <laughs> Anati Royale. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, but <laughs> and then and then it just became Anati. You know. Yeah. Um, but but. You know, through those years, I, I had been working on music. I had been a creative. Uh, yeah. I started at a young age. I mean, from next year, I turn. I'm turning what? Twenty five. Yeah, yeah. turning twenty five, and I'm going to be, you know, in the industry for ten years. Ten years. Yeah. But how did well, music? Since the, how ten did years you, since the first time I had a placement like on, yeah. on radio. Since you were so, fourteen, yeah. No, no. So that's no. Since I was fifteen, fifteen had a placement on like on radio and. Produce oh, songs, okay. but I was making music before that. But tell me about that. How did music find you? You know, um, I grew up in a music in, in a musical back um, in a musical home. You know, my father was my late father was a DJ um, on wow. Sea Sky. You know, this is like way back. So Sea Sky being the Eastern Cape. Yeah, you're so, from the Eastern uh, Cape. Yeah, I'm from the Eastern Cape. I was born at Bushaw. So he was he was one of the first. You know, um, really paved the way for a lot of. Um, you know, radio personalities and that's and that sort of thing back in those days. You know, also a DJ, you know, heavily influenced by music. You know, so all the music that played in 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 in, in, in the house um was just, you know, always vibes, you know, from Luther Vandross to Stevie Wonder, um, Michael Jackson, um, you know, Brenda Fassi, anything. It was just it would just be vibes all the time. So yeah. I think that's where the influence really came from. Yeah. I mean, you talk about your dad quite a lot, and it seems like musically, he's had a, an impact on the kind of music that you make yeah, and yeah. the references and the sampling using your tracks. Tell us about, tell me about the relationship you had with him. What was that like? Would he carry you to gigs? Would uh, he no. play you music? Nah. Um, I mean, we had we had a, a pretty cool relationship, you know. For for what I, I mean, he passed away when I was about fifteen years old. Yeah. So I mean, up to that point. You know, the way I experienced him was just as a, you know, stern father, very strict, you know, yeah. really wanted me to be about, you know, my education um, and just, you know, focusing on what mattered the most at that time, which was school. I wasn't yeah. really allowed to to make beats and, you know, make any music during during the week, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I could only make beats um, on the weekend. Yeah. But I was making beats. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, during, I was making beats during the week when I was supposed to do um, schoolwork. Yeah. Um, because somehow I remember, um, I think it was like, 
I, I must have been like maybe 12 years old and I convinced him to get a computer because he was opening an office so he never yeah. had a, <laughs> he never had a computer right yeah <laughs> so eventually he gets a computer and a friend of mine um Khotso, uh, we went to school together um great friend of mine he he actually taught me how to make beats like long ago when i think we were like i was probably in grade six no, 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 no. seven way grade younger eight. way younger the first time i ever made like made 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 a beat or some sort of like composition i was probably what grade were we in Grade one. like grade four. Grade four, jeez. Yeah, like grade four, you know, around that age. Because also, like, I used to hang out with the grade sevens. Yeah. <laughs> so at break, like, I used to hang out with the grade sevens and I used to beatbox. Yeah. You know, so eventually I met this 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 homie called Hotzo and he showed me, like, programs and whatever. So long story short, come back to my father getting a computer. Hotzo helps me install the uh, the programs on the computer to make beats, you know, a few different programs. And then from there, I just started making music, you know, um, like behind the scenes, you know, yeah. while I was supposed to do schoolwork. While you're doing this as a kid, did it click to you that you'd be doing this for the rest of your life or this would be a career or was it that? Yeah, time I already knew. I, 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 I knew from probably like from the age of like, probably like 12, you know, because at around that age, I was already like, you know, singing to myself and things like that. Because the, re the reason why I started making beats um, was because I was, you know, like singing. So I, I needed to find my own instrumentals. So the yeah. only way I could get instrumentals was by making beats. Wow, that's incredible. And then was fashion a thing around the same time or not yet? Fashion wasn't in the picture. I mean, fashion and style was really, really um, a huge part of my... Um, my family's background you know yeah. my my parents were actually um going to italy this is like years ago wow like in the 90s probably in the 80s so i can't remember before i was born um and they used to design shoes and things like that and they used to have a um a boutique in east london you know in the 90s and they used to sell all these things um, clothes, designer clothes and shoes and things like that. So I think the influence, you know, um, just, you know, style and fashion, you know, I think it's just like a natural, you know, it's a natural thing yeah. for me. Wow. That's incredible. And then now, now that you're doing all this music with your friend Hotzo, you know, your dad is quite a, a stern father figure. Did they ever try to say to you, this music thing must wait? Or did they accept it that, okay, this child is musically gifted. This is what he's going to do. I mean, yeah, to a certain, to a certain point. I mean, at that time I was only like 13, 14. Yeah. So the only thing was school. It wasn't, you know, yeah. I hadn't really like, you know, I, I think at that age, I wasn't even in high school yet. I was yeah. just about to get into high school. So, you know, just getting into high school. So at that point, everything was just about school. Yeah. You know, school, 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 school. Yeah. Yeah. And then age of 15, your dad passes away. Yeah, yeah. How did that change your life? Uh, I don't know. At the time, my, and my life... And had you moved to Joburg by that time? Yeah, yeah. Okay. How, how, how old Joburg, did you move to Joburg? Uh, I moved to Joburg when, I think, like 1998, I think, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Around that time. But... I think around the time my father passed away, I was still a kid, so life just carried on, you know, normally. But what what was crazy is, um, right after he passed away, I think a few weeks later, 
um the first like the first placement i i'd had on radio like started playing you know it was crazy and then it was like i think i was like 14 or 15 years old Sorry, my my mind's a bit. Yeah, no worries, blurry. no worries. So, but, brother, but, 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 this is a show about you. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so at a, so at that age, it was like it was it was super dope, you know. So I was going through all these things, like you know, emotionally and in my personal life. And one day, I sort of come home uh, after school, and I'm chilling, and they like, yo, you know, a song of yours played earlier on, and. I think that time YFM had the Hot 99. Yeah. Uh, like, this is like way back. And then I sit and listen like to the radio again that whole day when I got back from school and the song played again. Wow. And then the following, when it played the following week, then the then the DJ said, um, "Oh, do you know the kid that produced this is like fifteen or sixteen years old?" Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So all those things were happening for me, you know, during during like you know those dark times. But you know, in life, that's you know, I, things happen for a reason, you know. Yeah. Um, and you just need to um, carry on with life. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what I've been doing, just living wow. life. That's incredible, and then. Just describe the environment you were in. I mean, you in Joburg, you're 15, you have songs played on radio. Yeah. Were you a popular kid? Would you say you were popular? Uh, were you popping or? Because not, you're very, not in school though. Because you're very quiet and you seem very observant of what's happening around you and very self-aware. And usually people like that are not usually popular. You know, they don't usually have a lot of friends. Well, the thing is like, maybe, maybe I was like, I don't think, I don't think I don't personally think I was popular when I was in school. Yeah. Um because I really kept to myself, you know, especially in high school. Like a lot more in high school because, you know, that's when we had headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I always had headphones on. I always used to listen to music. Always used to make music yeah. like during, you know, break if if I didn't finish my homework. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if I'm not like finishing homework or whatever at break, like I was I was making music, you know, and I was fortunate enough by that time to to have a laptop. I think by yeah. the time I turned, went like 16, when I turned 16, and I had saved up to get a laptop, and I got a laptop, and then I started making beats on the laptop. Oh, and oh wow. I was beasting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I got a laptop, I was too lit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, that's how it was, you know. And in terms of your... Coming into the industry and and wanting to innovate hip hop, is there any hip hop stars you looked up to locally at that time? Um, Who was doing so, it for you at the time? Well, really, at that time, you know, um, a lot of the influences came from like Josie, you know, and those guys because um, for my generation and also for the type of sound that I was searching for, they they had they had already like put that sound out yeah. you know with that with the whole motherland crunk and i remember with the like you know dirty south records and all of that stuff that they were doing and this was before i think this was also like around the time or before i came out yeah and i I'd, I'd i'd known them i'd met them you know and you know they heard my music and that's where the name came from thundercat the name yeah. thundercat came from leslie uh, oh wow! Les. So you've known Les since you were a kid. Yeah, pretty much. You know, Leslie's uh, old. I feel like Leslie has been around forever. I, I, <laughs> I've, I've, I've known him since um, since I was about 
yeah, like 14, 14, 15. And he gave me the name Thundercat. Wow. You know, <laughs> until I decided to change that. Like, like, yeah. You know, but um, around that time, you know, the influ- influences were like people like Josie, you know, because they were really killing it, you know. They yeah. really had, they really had, um, I think, the, um, South African urban youth, you yeah. know, just, you know, feeling a, a, a type of way you know and it was really dope and beautiful what they did at that time you yeah. know especially with the music um the shows that they used to do you know i think it was it was a vibe yeah, yeah. cool i want to first play one of your your favorite my favorite tracks and I'm, I'm guessing your favorite tracks i think this track represents for me i feel creatively i, I saw you collaborating with dj khaled and doing all these great things and then all of a sudden you switch up you lost quite a lot of weight and then the saga comes out. I feel that was the start of a new chapter. Would you agree? Um, I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely at that time, I think every every day is just, you know, I think every day is the beginning of a new chapter for me. Yeah. Um, you know, just on a journey of self-discovery and just trying to become a better human being. Yeah. Would um, you say the saga was your first big hit? Uh, no. What was your first big hit? I don't have one yet. What do you mean? You've had songs that's been of number one. You've got Ten Fingers that's out. Saga was huge. Yeah. So do you believe you can get bigger than that? Do you believe that you can? That yeah. hasn't been your peak yet. You yeah, haven't reached. Yeah, I, I, I'm not anywhere close to to even peaking. You know, I feel like I, I'm I'm you know steady working at you know yeah. trying to achieve my goals and my dreams. You know. Okay, cool. Let me give you a bit of a breather. Let me play. This is a track called The Saga uh, by Anati featuring, featuring AKA. Pop these bottles off the roof at the all white. Drop these bottles in the pool. One me, there's a lot of you. Time to show you how they do it in the north side. Yeah, turn up on a Sunday. Cause I'm getting more. Yes, yes. Back at it again with Anati. Please, guys, interact with us. Send us a WhatsApp on 079-748-2090. We're with Anati in studio, 24-year-old record producer, artist, creative designer, conceptual artist, director, all of the above. And we are talking to him today about his journey, finding his creativity, what inspires him. And most importantly, we're going to get into a bit of a debate you know, about fashion and music in South Africa okay. and where we think it should be going. So tell us, how did, you know, now you're 15, you've got a song on radio, you collaborate with DJ Khaled or you move to the States. Tell us about that period in time. What what happened? I mean, really at that time, um, I was just um, fortunate enough to be um, on on a real, you know, journey, just hustling, you know, trying to get my music out there. You know, being, you know, once I had produced on things like the Coca-Cola um, compilation back in 2009, the Confed Cup um, with Label M, you know, I'd done all these things. So I got to the point, like when I was around 17 years old, 17, 18, I decided that I'm going to go to the States and venture out and just go try to do something. And the day before I left um, Miami, I get into studio with Khaled, and this is like 2010. I think. But how does that happen? You talk like, oh, I just got into the studio with Khaled. I no, can't just go into the studio with Khaled. The, you, know, <laughs> you know, the thing is, okay, so at that time, we wanted to do um, a show with, with a different artist. Okay, okay. And we had visited a friend of ours in ATL, 
And when we were ATL, we were um, in studio with them franchise boys. And the franchise boys, you know those guys that did that song, Lean With It. Yeah, yeah. Lean With It. Yeah. So in studio with those guys, left ATL, went to Miami. um, And then I get into studio um, with Khaled because uh, Black, Black set it up. We got to the studio. Who's Black now? He's the guy that was setting up the other deal for With us. With the to franchise bring. boys. No, 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 no. He introduced us to the franchise, but okay. it was at his studio. Oh, in ATL. crazy, so crazy. So then we go from there. So he sets it up. We get to Khaled's studio. Um, we, we ring the doorbell. Miss Patty, um, is like, yeah, okay, we, we get in. And then Khaled walks in and he's like, yeah, hey, what's up? What's up? And I introduced myself and then I played in the music. And then from there, that's what it was. Is Khaled like who he is on social media in yeah. real life? Is he like, yeah, he I'm is. the best, we the best? Yeah. He's like, Amazing. Super, he's, he's even better in, in person, I think. You know, because yeah. that's really his personality. You know, and that, so that was like in 2010. Um, fast forward, just like working on different collaborations with guys like um, Omarion and, you know. Yeah. Survives. I've always starting off. This is a, the the way we starting of our debate. I've always had. I'm an Africanist, you know, and I love everything African. You know that I'm very closer, yeah. and I always want to push local. And I believe that you know locally we should be producing our own platforms that are known internationally. At the moment, in terms of hip hop, you know, I mean, of course, I encourage hip hop artists to travel the world, to go to Europe and to go to the West, America and all those kind of things. But why is it that like our artists feel that in order for them to make it or to be famous, they have to go to an America or Europe? Why can't they be big and famous in Africa and the world to know about them at home? first? Well, that's the thing. You know, it's crazy is that I never I never went to America to like try be big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went. I went there to like simply learn about my my art form and how to become a better musician, and yeah. you know, learning from the greats like people like Taz Arnold. I've been in studio with guys like Taz Arnold who produced for Kendrick Lamar, uh, Dr. Dre, Erica Badu. You know, um, the knowledge that I got from people like um, DJ Khaled, yeah. you know, and all sorts of other people in um, in the industry that I work with, guys that are on Artifact who've written for guys like Chris Brown, yes, and Justin Bieber, you know. So, just getting knowledge and input and trying to you know cultivate a new sound and taking an African sound to the next level. Yeah, you know, and I heard that every time, album. every time yeah. when I'm in the states, the only reason why I go there is just to see how I can make the sound better. You yeah. know, it's like, okay, cool. This is what they're doing now. Let me go back home and, yeah. you know, spice so for it up you, and make, and make sure we're I doing think, something better. Yeah, so for you, it's it's actually the same as me. Why I go to New York and why I would spend time with guys like Ralph Lauren or Tommy Hilfiger is that I'm not necessarily going to America to enter that market, to be slave to that market, is that I'm going there because I believe they've figured out ways and solutions that we don't have here at home. And it's good for us to go there and do research, but then come back here and, you know, change it and do it without, within our own style. Yeah. And I find that, you know, most artists, you know, not just music, but I think across the board, they go to America because they want to make it or they believe that that's the greener pasture. Well, the thing is, I mean, I don't think... America is a greener posture. I think just simply traveling, if you travel the world and you're not able to go, you know, anywhere outside of where you live, there's people who've never left, you know, their own hometowns, you know? Yeah. So just to be able to travel and expand the mind, you know, really, really allows 
a creative or any human being, you know, to, 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 to excel, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It opens up the mind. You are you're able to think more. You could do, you know, fresh things. You have more ideas. Your imagination grows wider. So I think just traveling just opens up the mind. Yeah. But don't you also think for me, what I hate the most is like when we are here at home, it's easy for me. Like, it's easy for us to see Anati at Taboo performing or at a big festival or whatever. And we'll be like, oh, Anati's doing great. But then the moment we see Anati jetting off to America, we're like, oh, Anati's made it now. He's a superstar. Yeah, but I, I haven't hate, made it. But that's what I'm saying is that I hate that mentality of for you to be considered big, you have to go to America or to be seen with an international superstar. You can't be yeah. considered a superstar when you're here at home. Well, the and biggest thing, the thing is, you know, what I, what I realized many years ago when I was in the States is that, you know, in order to be big anywhere on a global scale, you need to be big at home. Yes. You know, it starts with everything at home. You have to build a foundation first before you can have anything. So you could be all over the world gallivanting, trying to be, you know, the freshest thing coming out. But if you don't have a solid foundation from your home, then I don't think you can really make it anywhere. It's like, for example, I really like what Skepta has done. You know, where, you know, Skepta is British Nigerian and he's, when I look at his career, Skepta is big globally right now, but he's still very much intact with his roots in terms of the grime scene in the UK as well as Nigeria. And he still pushes that and he doesn't change that for anybody. Mm. You know, he's become a world superstar from being at home. And it's crazy, like your Drakes, your Jay-Zs, your ASAP mob had to go to London to meet this guy. Well, that's the thing. So it's like, so we have to get it to a point where, you know, people want to come to SA and they already are. Don't, yeah. it's, it's not like it's not happening already. People are coming to SA and other places around Africa trying to get what the new flavor is, what the new sound is, yeah. you know, searching for the hottest patterns, the new, you know, what the textures are, the, you know, yeah. all sorts of and things. And I think that's it's happening just, because of people just, like you. It's not, just, it's not just like sounds that, you know, people are trying to get yeah. and things like that. It's really across the board from fashion, you know, um, to the culture that we 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 should be exporting on a global scale you know and yeah. i think you know south africans and africans should be proud of what what we have and what what we do on a global scale and just Definitely. keep pushing that Definitely. And I think the reason why, you know, more internationals are coming here is because of people like you. I mean, I still yes. remember you played a role in Erica Badu coming to South Africa and you showed oh, her. No, I, I only met, I met up with her like when she was here. Really? Know, which, yeah. So how did that happen as well? Cause for, for she looking at the outside, it looked like you guys were very What was good amazing, what, what was amazing is that we met, um, through the, uh, big brother Joseph I. Um, we met here, um, in Cape Town. Uh, she came through for my launch. In oh, Cape wow. Town for the bananas launch. Yeah, she came through to the club. Um, and we, we just, you know, we parted up, but we met before, like days before the launch and stuff. And yeah. then after that, she came to, she came to stay with us here in Joburg. Wow. Yeah, it was that, really, that is incredible. That it was is amazing. Incredible. Yeah, but you know, she's like such a humble person really taught me so much about, you know, just being a better human being, you know, about, you know, being vegan, all sorts of things, you know? Yeah. And then tell me, you know, you being Anati, you know, as far as I've known you, um, in the beginning when you were Thundercat and all these different things, you never really involved your culture in your, in your creative output. So you being Kosa, you know, how did it, how did you resonate it with it more and bring that through into your work? Well, I think, I think I've always had like African influences within the sound. And I think over the years, you know, 
coming out as a as a as a solo artist as a performing artist and a recording artist i've really been able to you know just speak a lot more close on tracks too you know and sing about it you know and sing you yeah. know more too because um it's a platform for me now to really give people my culture i mean on this new album that i'm working on uh with keenan called be careful what you wish for this is like lit wait lit, is lit. this an exclusive so it's are like you a, are you like and keenan having an album now no people know that people know but that. I'm but saying, i'm saying is it like i, heard, I mean i heard about is, it is like there's this there's this one song i think um what's it called don't forget to pray yeah yeah the verse on there is like closer like the whole way yeah situation but now like, <laughs> let's talk more about you and you Keenan know. a little bit you you oh, yeah. guys have a very interesting relationship you know um and you guys have had your ups and downs how would you describe your you know your energy with Keenan and the way you guys collaborate because you guys make fire music together. You know, you bring these different worlds that are missing within the industry. The two sounds, you know, yeah. that, that build this industry. And you guys have managed to make them blend so well. You know, tell me more about that. And how did you actually meet Keenan? Um, you know, it's crazy is that, um, I met Keenan probably, sheesh, like years ago. My, my mother used to book him for, uh, golf days. Family, family golf days, um, for, uh, this company, Kijima, like way back in the day. Yeah. Like in 2000 and whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so this was like way back and we were just kids. Um, I think Keenan at that time, I don't know if he just come out of entity or, but it was like way back in the entity days. Yeah. So that's, that's how far back, um, you know, we knew each other. And then he used to come over to this, um, to my mom's place. Where I had a studio, um, we vibed out once. We never made any music though, you know? Um, and then over time, over time, I think we stayed in contact. And then once, once we just linked up, um, I went to his studio and I played him Saga in the car. Yeah. And then the next day we just, yeah. Oh, wow. Kept on working on it. And I remember also when I heard about the Saga, it was that the Saga never featured Keenan. And he came in at the end. Well, not at the, he, like the, the beat, the hook and my verse was like pretty much already done. Oh. When, when I played it for him. So like by that time, by that time it was already a vibe. And then he laced his verse. We, you know, we, we just worked on the arrangement and things like that. And we just made it a hit, you know? Yeah. And then I'll touch on this briefly because I don't want this interview to focus on negative energies, but you've always struck me as someone who, Within the industry, you focus on what you do in your own lane, and you never really partake in industry politics. Yeah, you know how do you keep no such? Politics. Yeah, how do you keep such positive vibes, and how do you keep that energy, and how do you make sure that, you know, you never cross hairs or cross paths within those industry politics? How do you keep yourself at peace? Well, you know, the thing is, is like for me, like people could have, you know, they could have beef with each other, they could do all sorts of things, and you know, have industry politics and deal with all those sorts of things. But for me, I just focus on, you know, creating, you know, and that's creating new vibes, you know, creating, you know, inspirational, you know, material, you yeah. know, and that could be, you know, the music, the film or anything, you know, for me, it's just, yeah. you know, I we need, we need a conscious youth right now, you know, yeah. and I feel like, not a lot of our peers are really pushing that. You know, a lot of our peers are, you know, pushing, you know, 
getting getting rich and you know making money and all these things fine we can still we can still attain wealth you know and with the with the with with the with the right guidance and do it the right way but still inspire other youth and be positive and you know show them that you know we can be successful yeah without being bling bling you know what yeah. i'm saying because there's this kids out there who don't really need to be like that yeah. you know what i'm saying i i feel like everybody right now just wants to be like a rapper or a star or an Instagram star, or, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody wants yeah. to be famous. You know, what everyone saying? wants to be Liddy. Online. Yeah, everybody wants to be Liddy online and all that. Nobody really wants to be creative. You know, no, no, forget being creative. Like just being a good human being. Okay. You know, giving like up. forget about social media, forget about all these things that you know. Forget about trying to impress other people. There's things that I don't post. You know, the good deeds that I do, I don't need to post them. Yeah. I might post them once in a while so you can see what we're up to. But the thing is, if I make if I make a guy on the side of the road happy, I don't need to post that. Yeah. It's just part of my regular day. Yeah. Because I'm trying to be a better human being. So I think that's what I focus on. Wow. Yeah. Shit. Okay. That's deep. We're gonna get more into that actually. And I wanna pick your brain about about a bit more about fashion. But before we get into that, I wanna play one of my favorite tunes um from your album. It's called Hours. Yeah. How how would you describe this song for us before we play it? Um Hours uh man. It's just a vibe. It's a tune. <laughs> it's a tune. It's a, it's uh, you know it's a it's a love joint. You know, um, for yeah. the ladies, for the for anybody. Okay, cool. Let, let's play it. Um, that was hours by Anati. Very incredible song. Anati and I are chatting about his life, his creative freedom, his creative power, what's in his mind, so what he thinks. Soon, um, he's busy on Insta Live right now, yeah, doing the live. most. No, and no, all, all over. We just live. We keep it live. And yeah, and these guys are asking me to play Overdrive, which is a song on his album. And unfortunately, we don't have it on the list of tracks yet. And See I don't guys. know why. So we, we have to we have to play from some. We need to find a way. Okay, we will aux it towards the ends of aux it. Yeah, we'll aux it. It's available on all digital platforms. Oh, they must just buy your track on iTunes. Why do they? I mean, no, they had no, but they have it. They just saying they want to hear it on Cliff. Okay, you know what I'm saying? They tuned in too, bro. Balisa, please help us get the song Overdrive. Um, so she's much love to everybody. She's gonna help us get that song. Now, a debate that I wanna talk to you about is it comes fashion and hip hop. You know, um, I see that, you know, the hip hop game is now driving where fashion is going locally and local rappers whom I admire, such as, you know, Ricky, they're really pushing, you know, this fashion thing, you know, yeah. wearing with Gucci, with Vitma, all these crazy, incredible brands. And he's really starting to put it on the forefront. Right. Which yeah. I think is great for his brand. Now, I look at an artist like you. I even look at someone like me. You know, being in fashion for quite a period of time, we've known about these brands. You know, we've known about Vitma. You've known about all the international brands. But now it seems like it's the new wave and everyone is on it. But now my biggest problem is with this new wave, not that I'm hating on anyone. It's open up for debate. But it's the fact that when it comes to it feels for me personally that this new movement of fashion, especially in the hip hop game, it's become a lot about Versace, Vitma, all these fancy brands, whatever, whatever, you know, being pushed, you know, on, 
on Instagram, you know, some of these artists are going overseas. Yeah, yeah. They're flashing about Y3. I mean, I'm not going to say something. I mean, your AKAs, your Keenans, your Rikis, they're flashing their Y3 products and all these kind of stuff. But there's not enough localness happening there. You well, you know? see, the thing is, that's so not for a, me, it's I like, think in terms of that, that's not a new thing. I think that's always happened, you know, um, for years. People, people have always, um, you know, been been flashy about whatever name brands they they wear. I think whatever name brands or what's in the season or what's hot right now, probably the names change. You know, probably a year ago people were talking about um, Louis Vuitton and now people are talking about Gucci and now people are speaking about Louis Vuitton and Supreme. You know, yeah. um, so I don't know. It's it's always been it's always been a part of I think. Um, hip-hop and urban culture you know but at the same time for me i mean i've also been wearing these brands for years but it's not necessarily like something that i promote really you know because also for me a certain like a certain to a certain level like all of these things it's just material things you know i i I really it it doesn't it doesn't matter to me like whether a hoodie is h&m or gucci you get what i'm saying because i wear both of them together right now you know what i'm saying so it's it's not really about the name brand. It's about how the clothes make me feel when I wear them, you know? Yeah. If that makes any sense. Amazing. But, I mean, for you, how does it make you feel? I mean, you've worn Givenchy since I've known you. You've worn all these incredible, you know, but you're not flashy about these brands. And now it seems like the new wave is to be flashy about it. I mean, someone like you who's always known taste and style, you know, how does that make you feel? I mean, for me, it's just a normal way of life. I mean, I can't, like, I can't sit here and be like, you know, guys, don't be flashy about, you know, your possessions or whatever brands you have or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, if people, if that's how people want to enjoy their things, that's how they want to enjoy them. I just enjoy my things in a yeah. different way, you know, in a different manner. That's yeah. just, you know, it's different. I mean, I lifestyle. think, I mean, coming from me as a fashion person, I think everything is about balance. Yeah. You know, I think... I love what Ricky's doing. You know, I like that Keenan. Yeah, shout out to my broski. Yeah, and I love that Keenan is now aware of conscious of his style. And I love that, you know, the hip-hop game is waking up to style. And I really am embracing that. But I think, personally for me, is that P, the world doesn't want to see another Asa Brocky. <laughs> the world doesn't want to see another Skepper. The world wants to see a Ricky. So as Ricky, how can you, yes, wear European brands, but what sense of your culture can you bring into the scene? You know, how can you stand out from the crowd? Because when we go to Milan Fashion Week, there's no point in us wearing Vitmar and looking like any other person that wears Vitmar. How do I wear Vitmar and still look African? How do well, I? Well, I don't know. That's you know but that that, that was, for you see, me. That, at the same time, is. you see the thing is not everybody is like not everybody is like culturally inclined to to yeah. doing that sort of thing and putting. Like their personal culture and everything they do, yeah. like you know, not everybody wants to walk around rocking closer headbands. Yeah. Even though, like, that's my wave. Like, I feel like you know that's something I like. Yeah. But I don't do it every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just it's just about personal preference. I think at the end of yeah. the day. Yeah. You know, and but also my thing is how, how d- people choose to express themselves. For me personally, like, I don't really, I don't see it as an issue because yeah. if if we if we all step into a room right yeah as individuals and we we each get recognized for our personal style yeah it counts for something you know what i'm saying you know i feel like if 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 we get recognized for our our individual style that counts for something whether it's you know gucci vipma whatever louis whatever you know what i'm saying it it has to be about you 
Yeah. But I mean, don't you think, okay, this is my thing. I mean, I agree. Not everyone can wear their cultural regalia. I mean, others will all look the same and be on the same steeds. But for me, it's a thing of, as Africans, the world is now looking at us and we have an opportunity to show who we really are. And for me personally, I feel that if as Siabeyile, I'm going to wear Gucci and go to New York, people know Gucci that side. They've seen Gucci. I think as Africans, we've got the time and the space to really bring our own uniqueness to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not you. saying wear cultural regalia, but wear what inspires you from your home. You yeah, know? but you see, the thing is... Let's create maybe, a new wave. You see, the thing is something... We're not inspired by the same things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, as much as I I love... I love like a designer like like Dumani's pieces. Yeah. Like I can wear, like I can only wear certain pieces. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't, I don't connect with everything. You know what I'm saying? There might be another designer where I see some things and they'll be like, okay, I can wear certain pieces, and that's my personal style and opinion, and you know the way I want to, you know, yeah, show people. You know, so it depends, bro. I honestly think it depends. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing, man. And then tell me, Anati and relationships. Do you date in the industry? Do you date outside of the industry? No, I don't date in the industry. Are you single? Because some of the girls are asking now. I don't date in the industry. Are you single? I have a woman. Anati has a woman. Can you tell us a bit in few lines? No, I don't speak about my private life. You go speak about your private life, okay? And and but I I just I I enjoy like regular people, not people who are in the industry. Have you ever won on DMs? I don't do DMs. So you ignore DMs. Girls don't DM you. I've got probably like thousands and thousands of DMs. I don't. I don't really. You don't have time for DMs. My DMs are like filled with inquiries, like me. Like if I see like a really dope. piece on instagram like a design or something or some jewelry or like something that i like like i that's what i dm people about like inquiries like hey how can i get this or do you have a catalog or yeah yeah what is that's what my dms (laughs) um what does what is this year look like for anati you know what do you you know is there any more music we can wait for along the way i mean i know you have the album with keenan but is that dropping this year and you know what I see you started getting into a bit of merch you know give us more of you know what's happening with you this year uh really this year I've just been working a lot a lot of music um a lot of collaborations um I've been producing a lot more so you're going to hear a lot more features um production a whole a, a whole bunch of stuff um I'm producing and directing music videos for other artists too yeah. Um, international artists too. Can you give us uh, the name? I'm not, I'm not, I don't <laughs> want to give any names, but um, this week you guys will see something. I I know of the one that's coming. Um, but yeah, but like, there's more. Yeah, <laughs> there's more. There's more, and you know I've just been um, fortunate and blessed, you know, and yeah, don't forget to pray. Yeah, and last but not least, you know, what message do you have for for young people who, you know, want to be in the music game, you know, who want to be producers, who want to be creatives, you know, knowing what you know now, what advice can you give them? Uh, Knowing what I know now about the industry, you know, the advice that I could give people is just make sure that, you know, whatever your passion is, you know, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons, you know, not not just to be famous, you know, but really to to take the culture and you know whatever craft it is that you're doing to the next level and really inspire um everybody around you and you know keep creating amazing 
you know, pieces and whatever it is that you do and keep spreading positive energy. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. man. Cool. I think, yeah, for me, what I have don't to say. Don't forget to pray. Don't forget to pray. Yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah. think, you know, from my end is I'll say stop waiting for someone to put you on. Yeah. You know, stop waiting for those doors to open for you. There are no doors to success. Build your own damn door and get inside. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, I say that if you are sitting at your desk right now and you're doing a job that you don't like and you're not happy, you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your life to do what the fuck makes you happy. You know, I also think that stop living your life for other people. Stop allowing other people to stress you. Positive, negative only. Focus on your happiness. Guard your happiness. Look after your happiness and be the best person you can be on this world. And people like Anati are able to be brilliant and be good, not because they're extremely talented or they found the key to success. They're just simply being themselves. So I'll say be yourself, be the best version of who you can be and make the world come alive. And today I'm going to close off with a song from Anati, which is titled Ours. And I think for me, there's no better gift on earth than time. And we like to waste people's time. We, we even waste our own time, you know. So make good use of those hours you have on this earth because you don't know how long you'll live. You don't know when you're going to die. And so make a, make use of every second. Make use of every minute. Make use of every hour. And make use of every single damn day. Anati, we are out. Yeah. <laughs> don't forget to pray. Yeah, don't forget to pray. The next episode, we're going to be chatting everything SA fashion. Um, because as we all know, Cape Town Fashion Week is happening and that's going to be going to run for about three days. So afterwards, we're going to get into a fashion week debate. Cliffcentral.com.